Okay, so today in the studio, we have Brielle Atkin. And Brielle, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for Brielle to be here. I've known Brielle her whole life. She's almost 21. And I just admire her. I think she's a great person. And I'm excited for her to be here to tell us about her hobby. Welcome, my friends, to a Little Brighter podcast, where we interview a seemingly ordinary person with a seemingly ordinary hobby. And we find the extraordinary love and passion that makes our world a little brighter. I'm your host, Nicole Graff. So, Brielle, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your hobby and what you like to do. Um, so, I consider myself a weightlifter. For people around here, it's probably different than what they would think of weightlifting. But I do Olympic-style weightlifting, so I compete in the snatch and clean and jerk. Snatch is one movement from the floor to overhead, and clean and jerk is two movements. Um, from the ground to shoulders, and then shoulders to overhead. I've loved watching Brielle mature into the strong, stunning woman she is today. Her hard work and big dreams are so inspirational that I had to invite her to be on our show. We know champions aren't made overnight, so I asked Brielle to start from the beginning. So have you always been pretty athletic, would you say? Yeah, so I've been active and athletic for pretty much my whole life. Started playing soccer and basketball and softball probably back, probably about kindergarten, I think is when parents usually yeah. start their kids. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for as long as I can remember, all throughout elementary, middle school, and most of high school. And then as I got into CrossFit in high school, I grew to love that a lot more and just kind of pursued CrossFit. Yeah, that's where you wanted to spend your time. Mm -hmm. So in CrossFit, we do some of those Olympic-style weightlifting movements. And those were always my stronger suit, and I liked them a lot better than most of the other stuff that we did. And I, I really didn't know about the sport of weightlifting at all. Um, I guess I remember watching it on Olympics like years and years ago, but I didn't really know what it was. Yeah. Didn't really know that it was possible to just compete in weightlifting. So what CrossFit gym do you go to? CrossFit St. George. Okay. What is the appeal of CrossFit for you other than, you know, I mean, it's a way to stay active. It's a way to stay in shape. Like what else about that is appealing for you? I think a lot of it that makes it super easy to go back is the community aspect. Um, everybody's just so welcoming, super easy just to make conversations with people and yeah, that's that's probably the main thing, just the community. and Yeah, it's kind of like family in a way. Like you get to know those people uh -huh. that you're there with every day. and Yeah, we get to know each other, and we do stuff with each other outside of the gym, like go to dinner together, sometimes even travel together, celebrate birthdays together. So we've, we've become pretty close. Okay, so moving on to weightlifting then, give me a little more in-depth of, you know, how you transitioned yeah. from CrossFit into really mm -hmm. going into weightlifting. The owner of our CrossFit gym, Allie Bagley, she like signed me up under USA Weightlifting and was like, hey, there's uh, me at Summer Games. You should go try it. And I was like, okay, sure. I got there. had no idea what I was doing. 
found out I had three attempts to snatch, three attempts to clean and jerk, and so I kind of just did my best. I tried to figure it out <laughs> on like my they own. Just, they just threw you in the fire and, instead. And the thing is, like, um, in the U.S., all we know is pounds. Since weightlifting is an Olympic sport, it has to be in kilograms. You lift in kilograms. Okay. And so I was, like, trying to convert pounds to kilograms. Like, put 180 pounds in there. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Calculator. (laughs) But, yeah, so I I did that meet. It was really fun. But I really didn't think anything of just, like, competing and weightlifting up for that. And then it was probably about three months later, Doug Lane, he is from Florida. And so he has family in St. George and was visiting. Well, he would come and do weightlifting clinics at our gym. So after being to like one or two of his clinics, he came and asked if I would like to compete. I kind of thought about it, but at the time I really wanted to just pursue CrossFit. Mm -hmm. But I still gave it a lot of thought. So that next day after he talked to me, he kind of gave me like a demo coaching session. And after that coaching session, I was like, okay, maybe this is something that I want to go after. Yeah. And so I talked to my parents about it, talked to my CrossFit coach about it, and they're all just like, well, that's your strong suit. Like, yeah, go for it. Try it. And so I texted Doug. is like, I'm, th- I'm in. Like, yeah, I know, think I'm going to try this. Yeah, let's do yeah. this. And so the main goal for that was to qualify for junior nationals. What did you have to do in order to get that? I mean, from that point, once you had decided, yeah, I might be good at this. Now what? It was probably about a month after working with Doug that there was a qualifier meet in Salt Lake City. So I did that meet, ended up qualifying. So I had about four four months to train for junior nationals. And yes, I ended up competing in junior nationals. That's awesome. So tell me about that experience. You had four months to prepare for it. And how did that, how did that go for you? It went, well, um, it was in Oklahoma City. So me, my parents, my coach, um, I mentioned Allie Bagley, owns CrossFit St. George, and her husband, they all came out to support. My coach didn't put a lot of pressure on me at all. It was just, this is your first national meet. Let's, you know, let's hope for a podium, but, you know, we'll just do your best, see what you can do. Just kind of just went out there and it's like, okay, I'm going to lift a few times today. It was Mm kind of just my mindset and went really well. I was really surprised. I didn't know what to expect. I don't know if any weightlifters will be listening to this or anything, but um, I snatched 77 kilograms, which is about 170 pounds, Mm -hmm. and then clean and jerked 91 kilograms, which is about 200, and I ended up um, taking third at Junior Nationals. So what did that do to your mindset once you got third at Junior Nationals? (laughs) Well, so that was kind of like the turning point for me because everyone kept asking me, so after you're done training for nationals are you just going to come back to CrossFit like what are you going to do and I had no idea I didn't know what to tell him I was like yeah I'll probably just get back into CrossFit yeah but after junior nationals I was like no like this is what I want to do like I want to go further like I want to see how far I can go in this and so yeah that was I always like whenever I'm having a hard time like in training or anything I kind of just always turn back to junior nationals because that's mainly where like the love of the sport for me came from yeah like you got that taste of success yeah and you were like i can do this i can do it you know that's cool yeah
place at Junior Nationals? That is pretty amazing in my book. But Brielle's story doesn't end here. Brielle moved to Salt Lake City to train with a team called Praxis. She continued to work with Coach Lane over Skype and flew to Florida a couple of times to train in his gym. Brielle got an invitation last minute to train for a couple of weeks with the junior world team at the Olympic Training Center. But as glamorous as these opportunities seem, I felt like that kind of growth doesn't come without its pains. I asked Brielle if there was a time where she felt discouraged and needed to step away from weightlifting. Times when you've gotten discouraged over the last couple of years of doing this, can you tell me a little bit about what you do to kind of get out of that? Um, yeah, so last year I competed in national universities. Me and my coach had pretty big goals. I felt super confident, felt super good. Mm-hmm. So in weightlifting, you get three attempts for snatch and three attempts for clean and jerk. And I only made my opening attempts for each lift, which wasn't good. Um, so I didn't place anywhere near where I should have or where I was expected to. But that one was a big motivator for me because I had another competition coming up for that following um, December the 2015 American Open. And it was in Reno. So I had a bunch of family and friends that flew out to come support, which was Mm -hmm. awesome. In weightlifting, they put us in weight classes. Usually I wake up underweight, but I woke up a little bit over. I think it was about a kilo over, so I had 2.2 pounds to lose before competing. First thing I did in the morning, I was overweight, went straight to the sauna, sat in there for maybe an hour, Mm -hmm. um, ended up going back to the room just to kind of recover a little bit. And then five minutes before weigh-in was supposed to start, I went and checked weight, and I was over about another pound. Wow. We went straight back to the sauna, um, had a robe over me, wet towels over me. Just trying to get Get as all much the liquid. water weight off. <laughs> I was spitting in a cup. And I, I, yeah, I will not expand on that anymore. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I sat in there for probably another fifty minutes, and so that would be so draining. Yeah, even was, before you start. Lifting. I was well, and I was super stressed because um, if you don't make weight, you don't lift. Yeah, and so and I had my friends and family that had traveled, oh, yeah. so I was like, I have to make weight. If I don't, like, I will feel so bad. Right. Yeah, so I stayed in the sauna till like, 10 minutes before weigh-in stopped. Went and weighed in. I was, like, 0.02 kilos over. And I had, like, two minutes left. Like, okay. Like, I just totally, completely stripped down so I could make weight. And it was... Yeah. You do what you got like, to do to make it happen. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I made weight. So it's literally like a roller coaster. Yeah. If you have to worry about it, then yeah, it's stressful. I just remember it perfectly. I just like ran um, to like the concessions, bought some chips, a sandwich, two True Moos. Oh <laughs> I downed the True Moos. I, I, I ate it all. And my coach was like pushing me to drink more electrolytes. I was like, I can't. Like I will throw like, up on the I'm platform dying. out there. I cannot. Yeah. And I was just drained. Like I was tired. Um, like all the the stress had kind of worn on me already mm-hmm. and yeah. just completely drained. Yeah. So before you got up there emotionally, <laughs> physically, emotionally, like, yes, yes, <laughs> the whole all experience. of it, <laughs> all of, all of me was drained. So still had big expectations, had to try to redeem myself from the last meet and pretty much the same performance as the previous meet. Like I had mentioned earlier, my coach lived in Florida. Uh-huh. And so we do remote coaching. Right. I'd see him only at these national meets. I felt like at that meet, he 
almost gave up on me a mm-hmm. little bit. Okay. Like, he asked me what I wanted to do for my last attempt. I told him a number. He disagreed, put a different number on the bar. And it was that meet where I was just like, I need a break from weightlifting. Like, yeah. I'm tired. I'm drained. Like, so mentally. So deflating. So deflating. Weight. Yeah. And just after that meet... I ended up moving back home, which was the plan anyways. Just did CrossFit. Just kind of need to just have fun. Um, mm-hmm. Clear like my find mind. find the joy in it Yeah, again. find the joy in it again, which was good, which, like, everyone needs that mm-hmm. with no matter what it is. You, yeah. Sometimes you just need to give yourself a break with it. You put in so much time to do well at these competitions. I ended up moving away from home just to focus on weightlifting. And so just after all that time, money effort um being away from home being away from home like yeah yeah it's more than just a hobby right it's almost like your life and (laughs) it's like everything you are drink sleep weight lifting that's what you're (laughs) doing you know (laughs) yeah um it took a little bit to come back from that but I always knew that I was going to get back into it Mm-hmm. I never said, oh, I don't think so, like, I'm not sure. Like, I always knew I was going to, but I was just going to give it the time that I needed to fully recover and just, like, have that desire to just want it, yeah. you know, to yeah. be able to just put myself, my just all my effort back into it. So, yeah, it took some time, but I'm glad I took that time because now I'm I'm just super yeah. fired up, super, yeah. super ready for the next thing to come. So. Yeah, I think that's smart. It was a smart move. Yeah. That's cool. Like a small boat on the ocean, sending big waves into motion. When you take your hobby to the next level, it can change everything because it's not just about you and your passion anymore. It's your whole support group, your money, your coach, and months of training on the line. That kind of pressure can break anyone. So when Brielle said she had to take some time off to find her love again, I understood and I sympathized completely. So Brielle, do you want to give us an update on your competition last week, how that went down and how everything went for you? Yeah, so um, this last competition was the 2016 Utah Record Breakers. I didn't really plan on going in to win anything. I knew I wasn't going to break any state records or anything. Sure. It was more of like for like like a mental pickup. Okay. Like my first meet in a while, so really just kind of getting back into it. I was planning on hitting bigger numbers than I had in any meet before. And warming up, I felt really good. In the snatch, I ended up snatching 83 kilos. And in clean and jerk, I ended up clean and jerking 100 kilos, which is about 220 pounds. I should have hit that like a year ago in competition, (laughs) but finally it happened, so I was super, super happy about that. I came to find out after the meet that I had one best lifter. So um, that's great. Yeah, I was pretty excited. Got this cool little trophy thing and won a free pair of shoes. What did that do for you? Well, like mentally, that was exactly what I needed, exactly what I wanted in my first meet in a while. So all around, it was it was awesome. It was a good. good meet for you and yes. kind of gave you a recharge to keep going. Yes. Yes. I was super happy about it. That's awesome. Were you there on your own this time? 
Yeah, when I lived in Salt Lake, I lifted with Team Praxis. The coach, Debbie Millett, was never officially my coach or anything, and she still isn't. But she's always been awesome, like super helpful with any meet. So since I currently don't have a coach, asked her if she wouldn't mind helping me out on this meet. And so she coached me through the meet and everything, which was awesome. So she kind of encouraged you, but you just went on your own. Were you just kind of like, I just got to prove this to myself? What was going on? I had mentioned it to my parents and stuff, but they ended up going out of town, going oh, okay. to California. Um, I got to see them before they left for California. Mm -hmm. And the last thing my dad said to me is that you fight for every lift. You have to fight for every lift. That's exactly what I said to myself before every single lift. My power's turned awesome what you're saying about your dad because we were on that trip with them mm -hmm. and when you sent your videos over to them like your dad's just showing everybody you know <laughs> he's so excited about your success and and just you know bragging about you it was so cute like I loved That's it awesome. That's awesome. he's awesome yeah your parents are great yes they are they're very supportive I know they were supporting me from afar so yeah so I do want to ask you how long do you think you'll keep doing this even if I don't compete in weightlifting like I'll still do CrossFit till the day I die pretty sure yeah I just love it it's just fun to me yeah but there's something about CrossFit it's it gets inside of you yeah like, I don't have a hard time really getting up and going yeah it's, weird. it's, it's just something you do you don't miss it you yeah. just go so like in the future my plan is to move back up to Salt Lake and train with the team that I was with so that way I can have a coach that we just don't have the resources down here in St. George yeah. So I, I don't tell many, but my main goal is 2020 Olympics. That's okay. my big goal. Brielle and I go to the same gym. I see her there every day working by herself because she doesn't have a coach right now. It's inspiring to see her determination to reach her goals. If you can imagine her over in her corner, her Beats headphones on, focused, committed, and refining every lift to its perfect form, you would also be inspired. The 2020 Olympics seems like a big mountain to climb, but with the support of her family and friends and her drive to succeed, I am excited to see how far Brielle goes. Ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low, ain't no river wide enough, baby. If you need me, call me, no matter where you are, no matter how far. In every interview that we do, we always ask our person that we're interviewing if they have a secret hobby. So do you have something that would be a secret hobby or maybe something you do that not a lot of people know about? Ooh, um, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm too busy to have <laughs> hobbies outside of my hobbies. <laughs> um, you just survive today. I'm just You're surviving. just getting through. I'm getting day. through the days. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I know you have a dog. Yes. So tell us about your dog. That might be your secret hobby. So I, I guess so. Um, so I have a dog. He's half lab, half Australian shepherd. His name's Coda. Mm -hmm. Cutest thing ever. Got him 
four years ago, and it's so sweet and just just accepts you for who you are. Yes, that's I love that about animals. <laughs> I could be whatever and say whatever, and he doesn't care. He's, yeah, <laughs> he loves it. But um, I love that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Brielle, for being here. Thank you for having me. tuning in for this episode of a little brighter podcast our podcast is produced by jessica neiman and hosted by yours truly nicole graff if you're interested in being in a future episode and sharing what makes your world a little brighter please shoot us an email at a little brighter podcast at gmail.com we will be back this time next week hope you will tune in and in the meantime keep shining keep shining